Welcome to today's home. I'm Diane Plessett, certified master kitchen bath designer and aging in place specialist, here to talk about anything and everything that affects your home and lifestyle. Today's program is about the wonderful world of color. Let's get started. We're surrounded by color every waking moment. Sometimes we dream in color. As I sit here looking out the window, I see hundreds, maybe thousands of different green hues and a beautiful blue sky with cotton ball clouds. Some of the deciduous trees are already showing a hint of fall colors. Against this backdrop are reddish-brown summer chocolate mimosa, still laden with bright pink bottle brush-like flowers, stands out as the beautiful specimen we intended. Color is something we take for granted, unless we lose our sight. The 1965 movie, A Patch of Blue, had a big impact on me in many ways. It's about a young woman, Selena D'Arcy, who tragically lost her eyesight at the age of five and remembered colors, especially the color of the sky. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend that you rent or buy it. I'm not going to belabor the physics of color. We've got a lot of information to cover today. As I said during last week's podcast, it's impossible to see color without light. In a technical paper, Pantone describes how we see color. Quote, light receptors within the eye transmit messages to the brain, which produces the familiar sensations of color. Newton observed that color is not inherent in objects. Rather, the surface of an object reflects some colors and absorbs all the others. We perceive only the reflected colors, unquote. Statistically, one in eight men and one in 200 women has color deficiency. My husband is red-green deficient, which means he should never try to pick ripe strawberries or raspberries, and I have to help him read the colors on resistors when he's building electronics. How many colors do we see? Those of us who are blessed with color vision, according to experts, see 10 million colors. My blog describes how they arrive at that incredible number. As a child, I drove my mother crazy when she was sewing for me because I could see colors within colors. I've been blessed with color memory, but understand that not everyone has this blessing. Amazon lists over 50,000 books about color for all ages, plus 25 professions that rely on color. Many of the books are about color theory, which is the art and science of using color. There's information about how colors mix, match, and contrast, as well as what each particular hue communicates. Color is about perception and how it's interpreted by our minds. We can see a single color and react to it, but it's different colors and their relationship to each other, color harmonies and the color wheel, that affect us most. Color theory is the basis to find ideal combinations. The color wheel dates back to 1666, when Isaac Newton mapped the color spectrum into a circle. This color wheel is the basis for understanding the relationships between colors. When colors complement each other well, they are said to be in harmony. Using the rules of color combination, captivating harmonies are established. There are six major color combinations that professionals use to create and enhance our built environment. They're listed and described in my blog. 
Art and design students study color and learn about the impact color has on us. They build knowledge on top of a natural talent so they can help others. It's totally a right brain function. The color system I've used for over 35 years was developed by Professor Albert H. Munsell in 1912. It's based on a three-dimensional model depicted in the Munsell color tree. Each color has three qualities or attributes. First is hue. That's the color name such as red, orange, yellow, etc. The second is value. That's the lightness, tint, or darkness shade of a color. Chroma is the saturation or brilliance of a color. When complementary colors are mixed in equal amounts, the resulting color is gray. An alternative color system is Pantone. I've used their graphic system for printed material and my website. This cross-references colors with red, green, blue, or hex codes. And I've used their fashion system for home interiors, although the selection of pastel and fairy light colors is severely limited. Fortunately, I can find the Pantone color in a manufacturer's fan deck that has the darkest shade to the lightest tint of that color. Every year, Pantone selects one color to be the color of the year. For 2019, they chose living coral, which they describe with superior marketing words, so consumers cannot live without its deliciousness. Professionally, I don't care what color name is given to a color. What really matters is helping my clients find the right colors for their environment. When I was attending design school, I learned about the Ameritone color key system that was popular at that time. Unfortunately, the company was bought out and the system was discontinued, but it made a lot of sense at the time. Color key one colors were blue-based, the cool end of the spectrum. The color key one fan deck combined every color possible except orange. Color key two colors were yellow-based, the warm end of the spectrum. The Color Key 2 fan deck contained every color possible except pink. I still have the fan decks and the paraphernalia in case anyone ever brings back the Color Key system. They're now almost 40 years old and have moved with us five times. Picking a paint to roll onto the walls of your home can be tough. So many hues to choose from. And it's not just about the color. A paint color's name matters too, or paint manufacturers wouldn't spend so much money coming up with unique names. I've always imagined people sitting around a big conference table, looking at paint chips and tossing out the first name that comes to mind. But a lot of thought and deliberation goes into picking the right name to describe each hue. It's serious business. Paint sales totals an estimated $30 billion annually. Because there are dozens of paint lines to choose from, you can understand how competitive the industry is and why naming paint colors is serious business for manufacturers. Paint companies employ color specialists and review studies and test group results to craft not only the colors they make, but also the names they give to each color. Years ago, a client asked me, can my new master bathroom be Pongee? She knew what she was thinking about, a silk that can vary from almost white to tan with a hint of gray. At that time, none of the paint manufacturers had Pongee as a specific color. I replied, sure, I can come up with colors that blend with Pongee, but you'll have to provide me with a sample. 
She did, and we found countertops, tile, and wall paint that she loved. We also used these colors in the master bedroom. It was a monochromatic color scheme, perfect for a restful environment. Color names like Pangee play with our emotions because these feelings get us to purchase the paint. Unfortunately, the large color chips I use have the color number and name on the front and back. I've had many clients change their mind, even when I knew a color was perfect for their home, because they had a negative association with the name. If you love a color and you connect with the name, then that's a bonus, says Dee Schlotter, Pittsburgh Paints Senior Color Marketing Manager. Color experts are bringing up color associations we all have to things in the world which trigger a mood. Diana Olvera, Bears Color Marketing Manager, says, Names can typically be sorted into four descriptive categories. Visual, geographic, emotional, and experiential. We all succumb to the influence of trends, but the most obvious one is color. You can paint your walls with Pantone's Living Coral this year and Pantone's New Color of the Year next year, and so on. Paint is one of the least expensive and most dramatic ways to change your home, inside and out. Choosing the right color is a big challenge for homeowners because there are thousands of choices from each of the major paint manufacturers. This is probably why we give in to color trends, because it makes our decision a little easier. Can you remember some of the trends we've lived through? The psychedelic colors of the 60s? The safe, somber earth tones of the 70s that had harvest gold, avocado green, and copper tone appliances? How about the southwestern look of the 80s? Or the dirtied colors of Seattle's grunge movement in the early 1990s? How about the reactionary lime green and chartreuse in the mid-1990s? Or the minimalist movement that began at the end of the 1990s? The minimalist influence, neutral colors, mostly tints and shades of beige, were popular, accented by bright jewel tone colors. 2010 began the popularity of cool gray that's still fashionable today. While gray may be with us longer, it's becoming warmer and more livable as a background color for other more vibrant colors. I'm always concerned when clients choose a trendy color scheme for their kitchens and bathrooms because trends will change. The love they have for their newly remodeled home will become dissatisfaction, leading to another major renovation. This is what keeps us in business. The allure of color has long been a fascination in the home remodeling and real estate world. Exterior colors create curb appeal. When you walk through an open house and think that the colors were randomly chosen, that's not the case. Many color choices are made because of personal preference, but when it comes to combining colors, much more thought and care are taken to align the colors, lighting, and textures with color theory to make the home appealing to buyers. This is why, in today's world, home stagers are hired to help agents and the homeowners sell the home. Yes, it's an art and a science. Color is vital to the design of a space, bringing it to life and telling a story. There are so many opportunities to use color in rooms. While walls and ceilings offer the most obvious canvas, there are many other ways to demonstrate the power of colors within a space. 
Color can be added to cabinets, countertops, appliances, fixtures, furniture, accents, and more. Thus, when we begin designing a space, it's a good idea to start with a color palette. Most designers agree that starting with three colors is ideal. You can use the 60-30-10 rule to break down how colors will exist in the space. The dominant color should be around 60%. The secondary color should be around 30%. And the accent color should be limited to about 10%. For contrast and emphasis, consider the blend of both warm and cool hues. For example, choose a warm shade like yellow alongside a cool color like blue, and vice versa. A good rule of thumb is to use different values of tints and shades, light and dark, balancing the ambience of a space. Color has a significant influence on a space and those within it, so choosing just the right colors for a design is critical to its success. Another rule of thumb is to pay attention to the compass direction of a room. Use warm colors sparingly in south and west facing rooms, and use cool colors sparingly in north and east facing rooms. Adjusting the color for the light conditions is an important part of creating a livable environment. From time to time, accent walls return to popularity. This must be done carefully to achieve the results you want. The apparent proportion of a room will be changed with color if you keep in mind that warm, dark colors seem to advance while cool, light colors seem to recede. If you have a bowling alley room that's long and slender with a ceiling that's eight feet or less, then the end wall should be painted in a warmer, darker color with the side walls painted in a cooler, lighter color. The ceiling should be the coolest, lightest color. To achieve maximum results, indirect uplighting can make the ceiling feel even taller. In my blog, I've included a virtual reality perspective of a client's home that was recently completed that shows this example. The brain operates rapidly, identifying whether what you see is visually appealing or not within 90 seconds. Product and brand designers pay attention and use colors they know will attract our attention. Yellow and red are the colors you see most often on products that the manufacturers want you to buy now. They'll also use contrasting complementary colors that seem to vibrate. Red and green, orange and blue, yellow and purple. Think about the brands you know. How does the color of their logo or their packaging impact you? The subject of color psychology could be a topic for several months of podcasts and blogs. Wikipedia defines color psychology as, quote, the study of hues as a determinant of human behavior. For example, red or orange pills are generally used as stimulants. Color can, indeed, influence a person. Factors such as gender, age, and culture can influence how an individual perceives color. Unquote. Color psychology is used to understand why we like and select certain colors and dislike or stay away from other colors. It's our reaction to a specific hue that's the goal of research. Unfortunately, color psychology can include what I call psychobabble. It delves into colors and personality types made popular by systems such as the Color Me Beautiful system.
At first, I was enamored with this system because it seemed to be an extension of the Ameritone color key system of cool versus warm colors. In my opinion, though, it went too far, plugging people into personality types of the seasons. This theory puts us at the edge of a very slippery slope. It's light entertainment that I don't take seriously, but I'll never judge someone or argue with their beliefs. If you're interested in color psychology, I've included several links about this subject in my blog. Are you aware that correctional institutions and inmates' clothing is pink? The answer is a fascinating article. Another interesting topic is why surgeons and surgical nurses wear light green or blue scrubs. Why? I've got the answer in a link. I've also included a link to a research paper describing how and why certain colors were chosen for a university student commons in Nicosia, Cyprus. No, it's not light reading, but it helps to explain how important colors are in our built environments. Yes, color is important, and it can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Fortunately, the major paint manufacturers make samples, so you can try a color before you commit to it. I recommend painting three foot by three foot patches of paint on different walls at eye level, so you can see the color in different lights at different times of the day and night. In this podcast, I've shared 35 years of education, training, and experience so that you understand your wonderful world of color. Are there other subjects you'd like me to explore in depth? Please let me know. I'm here for you. Thank you for listening to Today's Home. A new blog and podcast is uploaded every week to provide inspired ideas for your home and lifestyle. Next week, we're going to talk about music and sound. Tell your family and friends about us and visit our website, www.dp-design.com, where you can download podcasts of previous programs and get a list of upcoming programs. Follow us on social media and recommend today's home to your family, friends, and business associates. This is Diane Plessett, your host of Today's Home. Enjoy the coming week.